Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. College sports fans, welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer, and I'm joined by Brandon Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And today, Brandon, we got a special podcast because for the first time on Most Valuable Podcasts, we have an NBA mock draft. Not an NFL mock draft, an NBA mock draft. And Ricky actually was talking to me in the parking lot earlier, and he said, you know how excited I am to do something Uh, that's not football? Don't get me wrong. I love my football. If you are new to Most Valuable Podcast, go check out the Onside Kick, where myself and Mark Weber talk NFL and mock drafts. But it's just so exciting to get something new. And now that the lottery is over, we have a set lineup. Well, there could be trades, but we have a set lineup for what teams could be picking where, and it's just so exciting. The NBA draft, less than, I think it's less than a month away. We're almost in the month of June. It's June 25th is the exact date, and we're going to roll right into it. And the big thing about the number one pick, who the Minnesota Timberwolves, unless they they trade it away, and if they make this pick, they will have three of the last number one picks on their team. That's something else. They will have Anthony Bennett, they will have uh, Wiggins, and then whoever they draft here. For our mock draft, let's get it underway. We said Jaleel Okafor. However, there's a lot of people saying Carl Anthony Towns because, Brandon, what do you go with? If you are the Timberwolves, give your kind of explanation to the people. Are you going with Okafor, who's he's a big man? He's the down-low presence. He's not going to reach outside and shoot a perimeter shot. Or are you going to go with Carl Anthony Towns and say, hey, this guy can play down low, but he can also play on the perimeter as well? You know, I, I, I like I like Jaleel Okafor. I, I think that he's the best player in the in the draft. I, I think some people would would disagree with that and they would say Carl Anthony Towns. But let's look at the, the team that Jaleel Okafor played for. I mean, he played for Duke. He played for the best team in the NCAA this past year. And people would say, and years before that, too, even if they didn't win at all. But I think you're coached by a really good coach and coach Mike Krzyzewski. So he has a really good basketball mind, IQ. I think that he'll be really good down low. He'll be great in the center spot. He does what he needs to do. He works it right there along the low post, and he's a monster. See, and... This is for me. I'm actually in this pick. We were we weren't on the same page here. I'm playing devil's advocate now because for our mock draft, it's official. Brandon, you won your case. We're going Julia Locafor, but I'm going to show the other side and why the Timberwolves should take Carl Anthony Towns because their biggest need is a stretch four, plain and simple. Carl Anthony Towns. He's a guy who can play down low and he can get out on the perimeter. He's Kind of like when I think stretch for the ideal stretch for Chris Bosh. He's a guy that can play down low, but he can shoot from the perimeter. And we saw 
If you have, I know that he played with LeBron James at the time, but we saw how successful the Heat could be with a stretch four type player. Look at the Cavs trying to do the same thing when they got a guy like Kevin Love to go along with LeBron James, a guy who can play down low, but who can also step out from perimeter. That's why me personally, I go Carl Anthony Towns, but we're going to go with Jaleel Okafor, number one. That means the Lakers, they get Carl Anthony Towns. And to me, now you got Kobe, Jordan Clarkson, who's a young player. That's your your backcourt. And then your frontcourt, Julius Randle, who was injured last season, and Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, it's not a, it's not bad at all. the The Los Angeles Lakers are are still uh, with whatever with whoever they go with here. They're still going to be years away from being good again in my mind. But the addition of Carl Anthony Towns uh, for our purposes with our mock draft or with Jaleel Okafor, either way, the Los Angeles Lakers are improving themselves in that position in that area, which is definitely an area of need for them, an area of concern, and they will definitely be a lot better with either of those guys. And the next two picks, we've got Philadelphia at three, New York, the Knicks at the four spot. If I said three, it's 76ers three, Knicks at four. We're pairing these guys together because just like the one-two where it's Whoever the Timberwolves go with, the Lakers are going to go with the other big man. Well, same thing for here. We have D'Angelo Russell on one side, point guard from Ohio State. And then we have Emmanuel Moutier, who should have played his ball at SMU for Larry Brown, but at the last second said, hey, you know what? I don't want to play in the NCAA because they don't treat their players right. So I'm going to go play in China for a year. So he went overseas, played in China. Now he's in the NBA draft, and the way we have it rolling down is me, I'm a guy who, Brandon, you know this, Mark knows this on the onside kick. If you're new to the podcast, you do not. I'm a Big Ten guy. If there is if there is some where you go, Ricky, it's a Big Ten player, an SEC player, or a Big Ten player, Pac-12 player, nine out of ten times I'm picking the Big Ten player. That's, that's just how that's it is. that's before he even hears their name. How many times in this, when we were coming up with this, I was like, you know what, they should go with Sam Decker. You know what, they should go with Frank Kaminsky. Ricky, no, they shouldn't. They should go with Frank Kaminsky, Brandon. I think I know what I'm talking about. I How many times did I push Frank the Tank earlier when we were discussing this podcast? But I just like D'Angelo Russell besides he played for a Big Ten team because he's a smooth scorer. He's, an, he's a great scorer, an excellent shooter. He can penetrate with the floater. He can shoot from the outside. And it's nice when your only weaknesses are adding some strength. You can, He can disappear for stretches, but on the right team, that shouldn't be a huge improvement. He can get it done passing and shooting. However, the 76ers, they're not an ideal team to be on any player. You're going there and you're going, ah, oh, crap. That's what you're saying. Well, no, I, I mean, I think I would, I wouldn't mind. They'd give You'd me want to mo- go to Philadelphia. They'd give me money. I mean, they're giving me millions right here, Ricky. They're giving me a couple million dollars. Yeah, I'd go anywhere. But I, I think that his upside is probably the biggest thing. I mean, he's already could got he be some the guy sweet to, shooting. Could he be the his guy to turn the good. team around? One guy is not going to turn that team around. Well, they've he been could dra- get, he they've could get them dra- maybe five more wins. To be honest, but, they've been tanking for quite some time. This is not the first time the 76ers have been in the top five pick in the, or I would even say top 10 pick in the NBA draft. 
They have been rebuilding for a couple years now by being bad. But but one guy still won't turn it around. I mean, how many times have we have we seen that? You know, oh well, we, you know, so they got so and so. He's gonna do it. No, I mean, you could get Julio Okafor, and would he's take, not. He's not yeah. gonna. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. He he. One guy's not gonna turn that whole team around because they're a mess. However, Russell, this is a good thing for Philadelphia fans. If you're sitting there like guys, you're not saying the most important part. If they take Russell at three, they get an effective point guard who gets to play with two bigs like Joel Embiid and Nerlens Noel. So you got some young talent there, and look at what Chris Paul was able to do with Blake Griffin when Blake came into the NBA and they created Lob City, and then Doc Rivers comes and they go to the playoffs, but they don't go anywhere. For the Knicks, though, do you just take anything? And that's why for us, we got them taking Moutier. Do they just go, eh, you know what, BPA? Because we're the Knicks and we could need anything right now. I, I I think he makes the most sense. I mean, I think it's the... Uh, Phil, I mean, you just have to say to yourself, Phil Jackson. That's it. I mean, what's he going to do? I mean, he's he's trying he's to rebuild. A lot. He's, he's trying to rebuild. He's taking a lot of heat. He's taking a lot of heat, especially with how well Shumpert and J.R. Smith have played for the Cavs in the playoffs right now. He's taking a lot of heat for that because they're going off there. They weren't doing anything in New York. New York's like, fine, get you out of town. We don't need you. We're rebuilding. And then these guys are currently one game away from helping LeBron get back to, what is it? Would it be fourth? Would it be his fourth straight NBA final or fifth straight? I don't even want to think about it. It'd be a ridiculous amount of straight NBA final appearances for the King. But I think that going back to the pick at four, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, again, I don't think there's a bad one here. I think that Moutier is an interesting pick. But again, it's all part of this rebuilding effort in New York. And there's plenty to be rebuilt. And I think that a lot of people are probably thinking, wow, like just like what you had mentioned, Ricky, and I'll, I'll reiterate that fact, that the guys that they got rid of are doing very well. Mm-hmm. Very well. So I think that Right now, what the Knicks need to do is they need to get their guys and they need to keep them because there's something that they could do. I don't know if they need to do a change of the guard somewhere, but obviously those players are good and they're playing for somebody. They're playing for a guy who's not even American. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical because right here, the Knicks are in a bad position. They really needed to be in the top three of the NBA draft because number they wanted the number one pick. Because they wanted a guy like Julio Okafor. They wanted their dominant big men. Didn't get that. Well, now you're missing out on not just two big low post players in Okafor and uh, Towns, but you're also missing out on arguably the best point guard in the draft in D'Angelo Russell. And you're sitting there at four. You're not going to, you don't have anything on the team. I don't think you have enough to, let's say, call the Lakers if you're Phil Jackson and work out a trade with your old buddies or could-be enemies at this point. However, if you are the Knicks, you sit there and go, huh, there's a team like the Celtics wanting to move up. There's a couple other teams calling us. Do we trade the pick and move back? Trade the pick and move down? Yeah, they trade the pick to someone else and move down because, I mean, Moutier's a nice choice, 
But really, we don't need Moutier. One, like you said, Moutier is not one player that's going to change the Knicks. I think the Knicks are in the same category as the 76ers. They're not going to draft Moutier and automatically they're a playoff team again. I don't know. I think that right now the Knicks are really interesting for me because I think that, one, I think that a lot of people in New York thought and wanted them to get the number one overall pick. I think that they had a lot of hope for that when it came out that they didn't get it, but they got the number four. Number four mm-hmm. is still good, but for a team like that, you can't take a number four. You need a number one to be able to get the best guy. And hey, Carmelo is going to be back, though. I I'm one of those guys that keeps forgetting that he was injured. I believe he was shut down at the All-Star break. You know He's going to come back. You know, what I, you know what I say to that? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Everyone in New York forgot about him. Who is Carmelo? Who? Anthony. But it, it doesn't matter. He's, again, it's... It, it's not he's not going to save a team and like a team like the Knicks, the Titanic, he, he has a better chance of saving how, the Titanic. You want to so know I how th- many free agents the Knicks have? This is just an interesting fact. How many free agents they have off the books this offseason? Ten. Ten players. That's a ridiculous amount. But go on what you were saying. I'm just saying. I cut you off. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm just saying that I, I don't, again, it goes with the theme of one player will not save a team. And they need to be able to get a couple of pieces. You can build around probably a couple of guys. But I, I don't, I think Carmelo Anthony has to be one of those guys who ultimately is on his way out in New York. Because I think looking back now, as a Chicago guy, a Bulls fan at heart, I'm happy we did not get him. Because one, he would have been injured, and we don't need another injury. Mm-hmm. And two, he's just old. Yeah. So I, I he's think, getting there. I think that bringing in a guy like Emmanuel Moutier will be good for them. But I'm really interested to see what other moves will come after that, and what they might do. I I don't know. I'm interested to see where the trades may happen, if any. So that'll be interesting to see. So okay, but the fifth pick. We're not going to stress on this one. I'm just going to announce it. It's Porzingis, Latvia, power forward for the Orlando Magic's good. You get a low post presence that you want. He's 7-1. The, ne- the next thing we're going to talk about is picks 6 through 9. We've got the Kings, the Nuggets, the Pistons, and the Hornets. And the reason why we're grouping all of these four picks together is because there is one player out of Croatia that a lot of different mock drafts were saying, well, he could go at six, he could go at seven, he could go at eight. None of them had him going where we have him going at number nine, and that is Mario Hozonia out of Croatia, a small forward. There was one, I think it was the USA Today mock draft that you were looking at, Brandon, had him going six to the had, Kings. Had him going seven to the Nuggets. Seven to the Nuggets. Here's the reason why I like, and this is the reason why I argued with you, to have him fall in ours to nine. And folks, it's not because he was in the Big Ten. <laughs> no, it wasn't because he played overseas. It's chemistry issues. That's his biggest negative is he has chemistry issues. You take a guy like that, you get him away from my team. That's the way I'm thinking. You just get him away from my team because I don't need that. I don't. So we we, we saddled him with the Hornets because, well, who cares, I guess, with them. The way we had it going down is the Kings at six, they take Willie Cauley-Stein, which is great. They get the rim protector they can pair next to DeMarcus Cousins, and they're a team that's like, cool, you get what you want. 
but with the Nuggets. They were the first team that really had Hazonia go in their mock draft. But like I said, Brandon, you get a guy with chemistry issues, and it's not just chemistry issues. He is a so-so defender, but I know you've made the point a few times that they don't play defense in the NBA, and he can be selfish on both ends. To me, if I see selfish and chemistry issues, I kind of think, you know what, maybe we should over overlook this guy. Although he's a long athletic guard and he can score from anywhere on the floor, I want chemistry issues, and I don't want a guy who, don't call me Lovey Smith, but I don't want a bad locker room guy. No, no one wants a bad locker room guy. No one wants to have a guy who's going to stir up things, cause trouble. No one wants that, and no one wants drama on the team. There's enough drama already in the media that they that they try and throw into the team and into the locker room as well. So when there's a chance to be able to shy away from that without it even getting on the team to start, teams will do it. Well, and the one thing, and I'm looking at a Bleacher Report article, that both of us are looking at for team needs. And they say, Denver, what do you need? A scoring forward who's at the three or the four. So why not go with Stanley Johnson? He's a, to me, I liked watching him at Arizona with the Wildcats. He's a guy that can get up the floor. He's a physical wing. He can, he's always playing in attack mode. That's what I noticed with him. He's always attacking the basket and Really, the only knock against him is he's not explosive as an athlete. Well, I mean, that can change. Uh, that can definitely change with with uh, trying to go mm-hmm. into the weight room and work on things there, uh, different drills. I mean, it, it, it's it's something that you can definitely get better at. But I think that what he'll bring is he'll definitely bring a lot of offense, and his defensive game is not bad either. So I think that he really is a going to be a great tool. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets. And if you're looking like, hey guys, did did I just hear you right? You had Stanley Johnson go over, going over Justice Winslow when you're looking at the ESPN rankings and Winslow's the number one small forward and Johnson's the number three. That's right. We did have that going on and we had Winslow going at number eight to the Detroit Pistons. And to me, Yet again, we had it at 1-2. We had it at 3-4. This could be another one, especially if some of the GMC, my concern with uh, good old Mario and his uh, chemistry issues, it may be whoever goes 7 goes 8 because both the Nuggets and the Pistons could be in the market for a small forward, Brandon. Well, also, I think that one thing Detroit's looking at is they're looking at defense. They're looking at a guy who can be a good defender for them, and that's something that Winslow would bring. So you pair him up right right with uh, Drummond. I think that that's going to be a really good thing for them, but just as Winslow we saw as well with Duke, he can also shoot the ball very very well. So these guys, and you don't get a lot of them. You really don't get a lot of them who can shoot the ball well and And then get back and Mm -hmm. play defense. Well, and if I'm the Pistons, I'm sitting there going, I'm just sitting back and saying, okay, Denver, you take whoever you want because I'm going to take whoever is defensively sound. And the only difference I see on the scouting reports between Winslow and Johnson is Winslow says, potentially an elite defender, whereas Johnson says elite 
physical defender where if you're the Pistons and you want a defender, you want Johnson, but you're happy with Winslow too because he can defend just as good as Stanley Johnson. Like I said, at number nine, Charlotte, we had them going with Mario Hazonia, and I just want to mention this because I mentioned it to you when we were making up our mock draft. This wouldn't be the first time Michael Jordan and the Hornets went with a player with chemistry issues because last year they drafted Shabazz, traded him to the Heat, and picked up P.J. Harrison, who had a little bit of, uh, I'd say, chemistry issues too. And that was a huge concern with him coming out of UNC. So why not do it again, MJ? I was just going to say, I think that there are certain teams who will Take a chance on a guy. give players a chance. Who will always give players kind of like the Dallas Cowboys? Mm-hmm. They'll always take a chance on a guy, hey, look even they- if he's you know assaulted his wife. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, that's uh, there's some teams who will do that. I mean, I use that as an example for Dallas, but I think that ultimately that's what it comes down to with certain teams. They do not care what baggage the player might be coming with. Well, and the next few, the next few picks with the Heat, we got them going with um, Lyles out of Kentucky, but I overview that because I want to get to this number 11th pick before we run out of some time here with the Indiana Pacers because, Brandon, me and you discussed this pick adamantly, and it came down to which big man do you want? Miles Turner at the four, Frank Kaminsky at the five. I'm going to let you talk first. Okay, yeah, I I think that I I like Turner there. I, I like Turner. David West, he's definitely up there in age. Hibbert's not the Roy Hibbert that we saw a couple of years ago. Everyone who has seen Indiana play, especially last year when they saw them in the playoffs, you you know that that's Mm -hmm. not – they're just getting up there. They're getting up there in age, and they're not doing as well as they once did. I think that they need need the front court depth, and – it's Turner's ability to play defense on the other side. Again, it comes back to this theme of guys who can play defense in the NBA, an unheard of thing and a lost art in basketball, I think, and that is defense. So Miles Turner, center out of Texas, I think he's the guy that you go with right there if you're the Pacers, and he's got a really good step out on the perimeter, and that, I think, too, makes him equally as dangerous. I'm going to correct you on one thing. Turner's a power forward, not a center. But he's also a big man. He's a stretch four. But like you said, he can step out and shoot the long range. Here's a me, because I'm on the other side. I'm going Frank the Tank, baby. The reason why is you need a big guy. Guess who's going to be out of town in a couple of years? I'll give you a hint. When uh, you lost, if you're an Indiana fan, when you lost game one to LeBron in the Heat, um, in I think it was the end of the fourth quarter, and LeBron just drove right to the lane and put up the game winner. This player was on the bench, kind of a big guy, blocks a lot of shots. Hmm, I can't remember. Oh, Roy Hibbert. That's right. He's going to be out of town. You need a guy to take over at the five. Frank the Tank's your guy, baby. He is athletic. He can shoot. And he is a true center. He's not Miles Turner. Who's the four? That's why I go Frank the Tank all day, every day. You said Frank the Tank is a true center? Yeah. Let me correct you. He's a power forward. Oh, I, they have him listed as a center. He's listed as a center on ESPN. That's why I said that. He could also play the four, though. You're right. He is. To me, though, 
I'm drafting him because also Miles Turner. Brandon, what what beautiful city are we in right now? Chicago. And uh, in Chicago, there's one body part that if you say basketball in this body part, we kind of cringe. What is that? I believe we call that the knee. The knees. And with Miles Turner, the biggest negative when I look at his scouting report, good old health of his knees. I look at that. I stay away from it. I go, nope, nope, get him out of town. I don't want that. That's another big reason why we didn't have the Miami Heat taking Miles Turner. We had him going with Trey Lyles instead was because of that knee concern. Is that a guy you want? Do you want a guy who's got some knee concerns? I think at some point you have to look at it and go, you know what, he's a good player. But is are we going to be, are we going to sit back and say, ah, no, you know, there's been concerns in the past, but look at his performances. Look at what he puts up. Is 11 too high for that? Because later on in the draft, and we have a spot later on with the Celtics kind of taking a chance because, you know, whatever, it's late in the first round. But is 11 too high to say, eh, you know what, we're going to take a chance on this guy and he's got some knee issues? Because the Blazers did that with Greg Oden at the two spot, and what did Greg Oden do? I think that one through five, mm-hmm. one through five, maybe you think about it then. But if you're not one through five, I think that that's not. it doesn't become as important. It doesn't become as important because you probably have other guys around who could do who could do things in in the absence of but again you're not thinking drafting this person thinking uh eh, probably going to be injured this year you're not doing that because you have the high hope that they won't be and i want you guys in the comment section to tell us down below at number 11 who would you take for the indiana pacers frank the tank or miles turner i'm maybe looking that one in the comment section i want to know what you guys think but the next two picks we had the jazz going with kelly Oubre out of Kansas. Then we had Miles Turner fall to the Phoenix Suns, kind of a little flip-flop what everyone else is doing with Frank the Tank going to Phoenix. No, we got Miles Turner going there. I want to talk about this 14th pick because the Thunder this year, they were a team that everyone was like, they're a playoff team at the beginning of the season. Then Kevin Durant gets injured. Then he's rushed back a little bit. Then he gets injured again. And the Thunder were a lottery team. They missed the playoffs. If you are the Thunder, Brandon, who are you going with? You know, I I originally had said Sam Decker. I and, and I remember, you know, you were you said really, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hey, I I like it. I like Sam Decker. Of course, because he played at Wisconsin. But I think he's a Big that, Ten guy. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I like Decker because I I feel like with the Thunder, they're losing their Thunder. Yeah. And I think that Sam Decker and Scotty could Brooks. Be, Scotty could Brooks be a guy. is out of town. Exactly. You're bringing in uh, Donovan from Florida. He's going to be the new head coach. Who's a good one? I, mm-hmm. I mean, I we haven't seen him in the NBA yet, but he was a great college coach. But I think that. Uh, my thinking was that Sam Decker, even a little inconsistent in college, uh, he was great in the in the finals. But I, I thought that he could really bring something to the Thunder. But Ricky, you on the flip side thought. Well, and before I get to that, I just came up with a kind of conspiracy theory type hypothetical question for you, if you don't mind me asking. Go ahead. Donovan, 
Where did he coach again? Refresh my memory. Florida. Florida. What are the chances that Donovan goes, hey, we could take a guy like Sam Decker or the guy that I ultimately chose, and that's who we went with in Devin Booker. Yeah, we could take one of them. How about we kind of do this thing where we see what other teams are looking at them and go, hey, we'll draft Devin Booker right now, and then when you get to your pick, you take Michael Frazier second, a lethal spot-up shooter from Florida, and then we'll trade the players. You get who you want. I get who I want. Maybe there's a little bit more to the deal. What do you think Donovan kind of pitches that and says, you know what? Let's talk to a team. Let's take a Booker or a Decker or whoever they want us to take right now. And then when they take Frazier, we do that trade. Hey, I got one for you. Go ahead. I'm going to put right back at you. What if they... I think I know where this is going, and I think I'm going to be happy. Draft Sam Decker. Oh. Then they reach out to the Chicago Bulls and say, we'll give you Decker. For Noah. You give us Noah. Oh, that would be great, too. I'd give up Noah in a heartbeat. Just anything for that Florida connection, because I just looked at... Frazier was a guy where I don't think we hit... We didn't have him going in the first round. And ESPN had him as a late... He could be a late first-round pick. And when I look at his positives... Excellent jump shooter with deep range, lethal spotting up. He's got a quick release off his jumper. And the only like negatives I see are he lacks size for the guard position and he's a bit one dimensional. But guess what? The Thunder only need him for his shot. Yeah. The, the- they have Russell Westbrook, who's he's a ball hog. He's going to be the one driving. They also have Kevin Durant coming back. So why not? A guy that your coach coming in is already comfortable with because he coached him at Florida. Why not maybe make a trade to try to get Frazier? That's just one thing I just thought of. Yeah, you know, I'm really interested just to see how well Kevin Durant comes back uh, and see how how well he comes back from this injury because he tried to come back earlier mm-hmm. in the season didn't work out. He was rushed back, though. He was. To be honest, he was a little rushed back. And well, that most kind of, players. And that kind of happens when you're the MVP. Look at Derrick Rose. Some people say the first time he was rushed back a little bit before he said, you know what, I'm going to shut it down for the season. Yeah, He re-injured I, himself. He was out yet again. And this entire year, everyone that I knew that's a Bulls fan with me was like, yeah, I'm, I'm worried he's going to get injured again. Thank God he didn't. First healthy year. But next year, everyone in OKC is going to have that same concern. Yeah, I think so, and that's why they need to go out and get a guy who's going to be consistent. And So like a Devin Booker. Yeah, and I was going to say not necessarily take the role of Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. but be able to fill a similar type role. And the one thing I will say, this is why we had them going with Booker, and why I would go with Booker over Frazier, is he's elite basketball IQ, he can shoot a little bit better, then Frazier, and he's a solid defender, whereas Frazier's a bit, that's what they mean by one-dimensional. He can shoot, but can he defend? And moving on in our mock draft, we then have at 15, the Atlanta Hawks. Hey, that's who we had taken Sam Decker, because what's the one thing that the Warriors have proven in these playoffs, Brandon? If you have a three-point shooter, you can go where? All the way to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I, I mean, my goodness, they they've been very, very good. I, I think that you 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 look at and you you said the Warriors. Did you mean the Hawks? 
No, the Warriors. Because, well, because they got Steph Curry and the Hawks too. I was going to say the Hawks because Hawk, we, we were yeah, talking about because well, it's the Hawks pick. So Hawk that's pick, why they have three point. They have Kyle Corver. They have but, Kyle Corver, I mean, who was the, the best in the NBA the entire the season. Team in these playoffs that have Clay Thompson can shoot the three. Ama- the Splash Brothers shoot the three amazingly. It's the Warriors. I was going to say, don't say yeah. the team. And, and the, <laughs> I know we're going to lull off the draft right now. I'm going to don't say the team as much as you hate them. The for the person who's on who's on them, I like the Warriors. No, 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 no. I'm saying the Cavaliers. Oh, I'm trying to make a case oh, for the Cavs. Yeah. Don't say the the Warriors are the team because yeah. they're not the no, team. They're the team to beat. Because if they if they win, then they're the team. But if the Cavs win, then they're the team. But so the Warriors be are going to win. Be careful. Warriors are going to win. Be careful in the line that you walk. <laughs> but talk about Sam Decker going to the Hawks. Okay, well I like it. Uh, you know, I, I liked him going. I would have liked him going to the Thunder. I don't mind him uh, going to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a great fit. Honestly. Yeah, and I mean, especially with Kyle Korver getting a little older, he did get injured. I mean, uh, well, how do you say his name? Della Dova? Is that how you say it? Matthew Della Vadova. Yeah, Della Vadola, uh, Kind of a uh, cheap little, uh, I'm going to say. Pain in the uh, ass. No, but, That's um, what he is. A, a dirty player kind of a move rolling onto Kyle Korver's ankle, putting a little hot sauce on that ankle. On accident, did, though. Did, no, yeah, accident. it was on accident. Yeah, it was on accident. But Kyle Korver, he can get injured at any point. Why not take a guy like Sam Decker who can shoot the three? And, I mean, looking at that, the Celtics, we just had them going BPA at the power forward position, and they went with Portis. So that's what we had there. And the next two picks, it was the, and I'm trying to get it up right now, the Bucks and the Rockets. We both had them going with point guards. However, I want to, before we get into that, I want to talk about the Bucks. Do the Bucs really need a point guard? They do have Michael Carter-Williams. Do they really need to go point guard? You know, I think that um, they, they, they need, ultimately... A rim protector. They, well, I was going to say they need depth at the center position. Yeah, That's a rim because, protector. Yeah, because if, if Willie Cauley-Stein would miraculously fall that far, or that's who they're going if with. if they trade but. up for him, is this, is this a team... That maybe works a trade out with New York to get to the four or works a trade out with the Thunder to where, hey, you know what? We like this guy that's going. Let's say Frank the Tank falls to 14. Does the um, I just lost my train of thought. The Bucks, do they go to the Thunder and say, hey, you take Frank the Tank. We'll take Frazier. You get your guy, we get our guy. I think that's that'd be really interesting. I I would be or, intri- or would I, I'd the, be intrigued by it. Or would the Thunder just say screw it, Booker's still on the board? They could do that too at this point. In our we're talking in our mock draft world. Which is probably about as accurate as any draft <laughs> could be. You know, ESPN probably gonna be coming to us next mm-hmm. year. But I, I think that you look at the scenarios mm-hmm. and they're Endless. They're endless. And I'm really excited for it, actually. This is one of the first years that I've been excited for the NBA draft because before I just really didn't care. But um, I think that this year, the amount of talent, the amount of talent up and down, up and down the board um, is, is really, really good. But I think that the 17 spot for the Bucks, they're interesting because we have them going point guard knowing that their top priority is down low. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's all about. It's kind of like, and I'm going to quote Chad Ford here of ESPN because he puts it perfectly. He says, and I quote, the Bucks are another team that would really love to get their hands on a rim protector. However, at this point in the draft, I'm not sold that there's going to be one worth grabbing, end quote. And with that, 
being said, you have to grab what you think is more important after that. And we had point guard. We talked. And this is just like the number one, number two pick, the three and the four pick, the um, nugget piston pick. I think it was seven, eight. There are so many of these in this draft where we had Cameron Payne out of Murray State, Jerry and Grant, Notre Dame. Pick whoever you want. And you know what? The team behind you, the Rockets, they're going to pick up whoever you leave behind. That's how it's going to go down. Exactly. And I don't think that either way, uh, whether you're going with Cameron Payne or Jerry and Grant, I don't think you're getting a bad one. No. And the only the only difference that I saw between them when me and you were talking it out is Payne's more of a shooter passer. When they say pure point guard, they mean shooter passer. He can work all the tools, whereas Jerry and Grant is he's an athletic point guard. He can shoot, but he can also attack, get to the basket and ultimately get to the foul line. The only thing and I think this is interesting that they list this as a negative for Grant. They say can be too unselfish. How many times do you say, oh, well, this guy can be selfish. How many times have you seen a negative where, oh, this guy's too unselfish. He gives the ball up too often. Oh, well, you don't see that too often, and if someone says that, um, I'm sure they have a good reason for it, but mm-hmm. you just don't You just don't see that a whole lot. I think that the the bigger one, the, the team that needs the point guard more is the Rockets, because you look at the Rockets right now, and they've got a 37-year-old Jason Terry. Jason Terry is just old. I mean, he is just getting up there in age, and they need some youth coming in there. They need another guy to go along with Harden. I mean, they they just absolutely do. Um, I think that they have. Um, oh, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, Ariza. Uh, they've got mm-hmm. Ariza over there who is really good. But I think that uh, having another one would be great. And you want to know why the Rocket? Who this pick? You know who it should originally belong to the Rockets at 18. It's not the Rockets pick. It was a pick that they got via trade from the Pelicans. I don't know who the Rockets sent them for this pick. Used to play in Chicago. I'll give you a hint. Turkish Delight. Oh. oh. Bricks a few free throws when we were playing the uh, 76ers. Yeah. Um, ESPN loves to say his name wrong when Austin Chicago know how to really say it. Omira Sheik. Omira Sheik. Yeah. How did that turn out for you, New Orleans? You could be picking at the 18th overall. Nope. I think they right enjoy Omira Sheik. Omira Sheik. I think they the really love him over there in New Orleans. 19 and 20, I'm just kind of gracing over. The Wizards, we had them taking Kevon Looney, and then we had Toronto going with RJ Hunter. The reason why is I want to get to 21-22, the Mavs and the Bulls, because the Mavs' top three needs. Point guard, shooting guard if Monta Ellis opts out, and center. The Bulls, we all know what the Bulls need. We need a backup to Derrick Rose, a guy that can step in, be the point guard when Derrick Rose has to come out because he can't play all of the 40-plus minutes in, in an NBA game. It just can't have 48-plus minutes in an NBA game. So we had the Mavericks, and you could say a little Chicago bias here, and I even mentioned it at Brandon when he made the pick, but we had Dakari Johnson getting drafted by the Mavericks, and then we had Tyus Jones, Duke star, going to the Bulls. Brandon, go th- let the listeners go through your mind track. Why the Mavericks would go with a guy like Dakari Johnson 
over a point guard like Tyus Jones or DeLon Wright? Well, I think that they would be going with um, a guy like Dakari Johnson because they're they're looking for a guy who's got some some down low depth. I think they're looking for a power forward. They're looking for a center. They're looking for someone to be able to provide a big body down low. That's one thing that is 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 big. I mean, they need someone to go along with Tyson Chandler and 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 Dirk. I, those are the the main concerns right now for Dallas. I think that they they'd love to be able to get some more shooters on the perimeter and and, and guys like that with some more speed. But I think that the bigger position for Dallas to fill is is down low someone who can be as Ricky likes to call it a rim protector yeah the rim protector. And, and I think that that's what Dallas is looking at and that's why I would say go Dakari Johnson on the other side for Chicago I think it's a great pick for Chicago if they would get Tyus Jones because Tyus Jones is just simply so good and, and I I think that he'd be a really good fit in Chicago with, cut, that, with the group of guys that they have right second. now I want to cut you off because the one thing I think of immediately when I go Tyus Jones and Derrick Rose in the same backcourt is if Derrick Rose can get back to the Derrick Rose he was where he's cutting to the basket, getting to the basket, making phenomenal physical plays. We could virtually have two different point guards that we could use where Derrick Rose could be the more physical, attack the basket, get to the basket, whereas Tyus Jones, he's a true point guard. He's very smart on the basketball court. He's got great vision. He's got a quick first step. He's more of a shooter than an attacker. And the Bulls can use that negative that he's not as an elite physically to their advantage and say, we don't need you to be because we got Derek for that. And I think that uh, Tyus would be another great fit because Kirk Heinrich's really getting up there in years. I would love if Captain and, and, Kirk came back, though. Uh, yeah. I, but I, and I think that Kirk would really do a lot of good things in in mentoring Tyus. Uh, but I think that ultimately Tyus Jones would be a really good fit for the Chicago Bulls. Well, and then okay, after the Bulls, we've got Montez Harold going to Portland. Kind of a guy. He's a power forward. They could be losing a big Lamarcus Aldridge. Is obviously they're huge free agents. They want to keep him, so they might draft a big guy to compensate for losing one. The Cavaliers, they can draft basically anybody, but they kind of need a small forward. So Hollis Jefferson makes, he's the BPA at the small forward position. Here's the interesting pick though. The Grizzlies, we have them going with uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, power forward, Christian Wood. And the reason being, the reason why I told you, you know what, we got to make this pick is they need a big guy. Because there's a chance Mark Gasol, cross your fingers, Bulls fans, that he's playing uh, with his brother here in Chicago, he could be uh, moving on from Memphis. Ricky, I just want to start off and say that I give uh, just utmost credit to anyone who can play at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and not completely drop out from a gambling addiction. I just want to say that right away, (laughs) put that out there. But I think that that's a good pick. Um, It'd be a good pick for the Grizzlies, especially with the fact uh, with with Marcus Gasol, the the potential to leave there. I I feel like growing higher and higher each day. So I think that needing to get someone who could fill that spot would be really good. That's a smart pick. And then we had the Spurs at 26 going with Justin Anderson, just a good shooter. They're another team, though, unless Timmy D 
officially goes, hey, you know what? I'm done. And they see a big guy that can replace him. Spoiler alert. There's not. They're just going to go with a shooter. Justin Anderson fits in there. The next two picks, though, 27-28, Lakers and Celtics. I'm going to say who we had them taking. Then we're going to talk about it. Lakers are going to go and take another Las Vegas player, Rashad Vaughn, the third overall shooting guard according to ESPN's rankings. And then the Celtics go with Robert Upshaw, just a good power forward. And the reason why we had him going with Upshaw, Brandon, is because Chris McCulloch, who is there, guess what? He had an ACL injury in January. We already said this. We're in Chicago. We hate knee injuries. We go with Upshaw. So I'm really, I think the Lakers are really going to have a a good round here. You look at what they went with at number two with Carl Anthony Town. It's a great pick. And then they go down and they need a shooting guard because, well, no one can shoot on their team. So they go with Rashad Vaughn. And and Vaughn, again, the Lakers need a shooter in their worst, in the absolute worst way. And if they, with the addition of the big that they have at the top of the first round, Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I think Vaughn fits the bill right here for the Lakers. Good shooting guard, good outside presence, something they need and they will need in the future because Kobe is not going to be there forever. Well, and then the Celtics, like I said, they get a guy like Robert Shaw who fills a need for them at the just big man position, the four or the five. And like I said, the reason why, yes, McAuliffe is power forward. Syracuse ranked higher than Upshaw, but we have them going with Upshaw is because McCall had an ACL injury in January. You got to stay away from that, especially with how soon it is. I don't know where his rehab is. It may be going swimmingly. and He might be ready for play. But if I'm a GM, I'm just saying, you know what? We'll pass over that. Upshaw McCall aren't guys that are immediately going to start for us anyways. Brad Stevens can work with any college player. We're going to go with Upshaw. And then we had the Nets going with Louisville point guard Terry Rozier, and the pick that you thought was the most interesting, Brandon, the Warriors with the last pick, go with Martin. And I don't, I want to, you know, correct that. I don't think it's the most Jarell, interesting. Jarrell Martin, I meant. Jarrell Martin. I don't think it's the most interesting out of all 30 picks in the first round. I just Close think enough. It's, I just think it's the most interesting out of the last <laughs> four that we mentioned. I think it's the most interesting because literally the Warriors would be able to make this pick with their hands tied behind their back, mm-hmm. their eyes closed because you know what? It doesn't really matter. You can just take anybody. The, the thing that they need right now the most is they need another person to be able to sit on the bench and hang out with the fans courtside. That's what they need right now the most if you're the Warriors. They are in the Best possible position. However, however, they need to be able to make a good pick here because one day Steph Curry will be gone, Clay Thompson will be gone. That's far All down. those That's guys will so be gone. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, one day, one day. So you need to be able to make sure that you start the farm early so that you're not trying to go and start it at the end and you have no supplies there. Oh, I get it. I got it. But that is so far. Oh, it's so far. Down it's so far. But that, that's why I thought that this, you know, why even, why do the Warriors need, even need a pick? They're probably like, well, do we even need a pick in the first round? Just give us two in the second. It doesn't really matter. Steve Kerr's like, we we still get uh, Curry? Cool, I'm good. 
Yeah, seriously. You, you could just make the pick for me because I don't care. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it's at right now, but that's a luxury to have. And and I think that the <laughs> everybody, I was going to say the Lakers and then just kind of dog them out because mm-hmm. they're so bad. You mean but, the dubs. You're talking about the dubs, man. Dubs win. <laughs> but I, th- I think that uh, every coach, every general manager wishes they were in that mm-hmm. spot right now where they could just go, eh, well, whoever. Well, and that's going to do it here for our first, our 1.0 for the NBA mock drafts. We're going to have a few more coming out. We didn't have trades in this one, but maybe in the future ones. Uh, really, that third one. Comment. Let us know. Trade do, you, do, you, do you want to see tr- uh, us uh, put in a couple of trades? Uh, we Let will. Let us know. We will. The, especially 3.0 will have trades in it. Like Brandon said, tell us down below what you think of our picks. Criticize us. Agree with us. We love talking to you guys about the sports that we bring to you each and every day. If you liked the video, hit the like button. If you loved it, hit the subscribe button. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.